Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Allison Sproul. Allison leads the people and talent function at ConnectRN. In this episode, we talk about how talent leaders can hire for mission, reduce barriers around equity and inclusion, and what the difference is between a committee and an ERG. Podcasting has been around for a pretty long time at this point, but it's still a relatively new concept for businesses. In my experience, lots of businesses are interested in using audio as a content format, but they either don't know where to start or they view it as an ancillary content medium. Quote, we have a small team that's stretched too thin. That's a 2023 initiative, end quote. This is where I think content, marketing, and brand leaders at businesses most miss the mark. Podcasting is an efficiency medium. And if done correctly, it's a powerful content engine for your brand. In just a few moments, you'll hear Allison talk about the importance of communicating what it's actually like to work at the company as part of employer brand efforts. You know what's a really good way to do that? Invite people from across the organization to actually talk about what it's like to work there. In elevating voices from across the organization, you're achieving a meaningful form of recognition. It sounds silly, but people think it's really cool that they're on Spotify. When companies interview colleagues for podcasts, that content gets shared by their peers. This is employee advocacy. But here's the key point. One 20-minute podcast can create a flywheel of content for you. The podcast that you're about to listen to has four or five questions. With transcription and some light work by an SEO specialist, this 20-minute interview can create five blog posts and 10 pull quotes that could be used for social sharing. Forget about the fact that audio is considerably cheaper to produce than video. The content that can be created off of a single episode supercharges your content creation and uniquely enables multi-channel publishing. The content will live on your site, on social, on podcast directories. And if you're using Venly, a little plug here, it can be shared to channels like Comparably, Reddit, and Stack Overflow. If you have questions about how podcasting can rev up your company's employer branding efforts, email me directly at brian at venly.co. That's brian, B-R-I-A-N, at venly, V-E-N-N-L-Y, dot C-O. And now, the excellent Allison Sproul. Hi, Allison. Hi, Brian. Allison Sproul specializes in building and scaling people operations practices, particularly for rapidly growing startups and international teams. Currently leading the people and talent function at ConnectRN, she has led the organization through COVID-19 and the transition to remote supportive work. There, Allison has developed and executed the HR strategy as the company has grown four times year over year. Prior to ConnectRN, Allison served as the head of people at Cozykin a tech-enabled child care service, and talent acquisition teams at EF Education First and Cengage, hiring globally and nationally, respectively. Allison, thank you so much for being with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. So for those that aren't familiar, what is ConnectRN? Yeah, so ConnectRN is ultimately an app that is allowing nurses and aides to work flexibly. But More than that, we're also creating a psychologically safe space for nurses and aides to come together and bond where traditionally there really hasn't been an area of support for them. DEI is a topic area that many companies are tackling and most are very earnest in that approach. But with respect to recruiting, I think that many companies are focused on diversity and not always on equity and inclusion. Can you share a bit about how you think about equity and inclusion as part of the talent and recruitment process? Certainly. And thanks for bringing up this topic. It's definitely something that I'm incredibly passionate about. 
I think that oftentimes recruitment teams can miss the mark on the, you know, quote unquote, E and I of the DEI or DEIB or JEDI, whatever abbreviation that the groups are using these days. I think a couple of ways tactically that folks can address the equity and inclusion piece. So first, let's let's zoom in on the equity portion, right? So I forget which year this study was posted. I want to say in 2018, but the Bureau of Education had shared that African-American men did not complete a bachelor's level or above degree at a rate of 80%. And so one very easy change companies can make to create greater equity in their hiring process is by eliminating arbitrary degree requirements. If somebody has the skill and will to do a job, they shouldn't need an expensive piece of paper to go forth and do that job, regardless of whether you're an engineer or a customer success manager or a recruiter, what have you. There are so many alternative forms of education now where you can not only open up your candidate pool to have some really well-qualified candidates to do the job, but also create an even playing field for those who traditionally have been overlooked in the tech industry. On the inclusion side of things, obviously you want to take a look at your interview lineup, right? I mean, if your team is largely homogenous, you know, there that's hard to compete. Uh, but if you can include some people of color in the interview team to not only highlight that this incoming hire won't be the quote unquote tokenized individual, that's helpful. But also more so when you're doing your candidate debrief and interview assessment, you're getting greater diversity of thought in how to evaluate this candidate becoming an employee of your organization. So I think that those are a couple of ways. Additionally, another item that recruitment teams can do is begin each interview by first sharing their own pronouns to help folks feel more comfortable coming into the equation. And by you sharing your pronouns, it helps the candidate to feel comfortable sharing their pronouns and you can move forward from there. Highlighting not only do you respect their gender identity, but also too highlighting how diversity, equity, inclusion is on a very top of mind topic for your company. When you think about employer brand at ConnectRN and you're leveraging the philosophies that you just mentioned in the last question, are there content formats or channel strategies that have proven to be most effective in driving talent initiatives? Are there colleagues in other departments at ConnectRN that are critical to successfully telling this story to job candidates? Certainly. I mean, I think that people in recruitment teams would be silly not to lean into the kind of obvious partnership with a marketing department. For a long time here, unfortunately, at ConnectRN, we did not have a dedicated marketing team. So a lot of our content was pretty scrappy and pulled together predominantly by me for a while. Thankfully, our new-ish CMO, Jen Reddy, is absolutely fabulous. And our, our head of content, Nick Iuliano, they're just like the dream team. So I really love working with them quite a bit. As far as content formats, I think that a lot of times, particularly in this market, recruitment teams will try to 
build out a pipeline by having continuous and sometimes automated communication via email or in-mail on LinkedIn. And that doesn't necessarily translate into a high volume of hires. So I'm very subscribed to the quote unquote Bible of inbound marketing, you know, from HubSpot. And so I think that when it comes to employer brand, that content creation is absolutely critical to highlight what are these teams doing? So for example, an engineer is probably going to be motivated by solving a technical problem that is interesting to them. So rather than highlighting, oh, we have free lunch in the office three days a week, that's not going to get them on board because pretty much every tech company is offering that. Whereas if you can say, hey, we're using a modern tech stack and you'd be able to learn a whole new language, that might intrigue them more. And highlighting, whether it be in like a blog post or an article specific to highlight, here's what our engineering team is currently working on. I think that's the type of content and strategy that you can build on with an employer brand to attract folks rather than some of the generic, you know, table stakes items of, these are our core values on our careers page. These are our benefits because everybody's doing that, right? And you want to make the uh, teams get an idea for what is it like to work at your company? So whether it's a blog post, whether it's a LinkedIn post, you could even put together a TikTok or an Instagram or a Twitter. Black tech Twitter is huge. You should totally lean into that to diversify your pipeline. I know that we just talked about DEI. That's like one such way, but ultimately social media is so, so huge in influencing your talent pipeline. It You'd be silly not to lean into that. And any sort of collaboration with your marketing team would only help to further that. You also run people at Connect RN, and sure. this is just an observation, but there seems like there's a huge opportunity to leverage content that might be intended for internal use as part of employer brand and vice versa. And I don't always see companies leveraging that blog post that's intended for external employer brand being shared internally and being highlighted internally, because especially as companies grow, your colleagues become maybe more and more anonymous, especially in a remote distributed workforce. And so how can you highlight what's special about the people at the company that works both inside and outside? Have you experimented at all with some of that strategy, seeing as how you operate both of those domains? Sure. I think that I'm not necessarily thinking so much about creating content internally, because I am really looking at that as a talent attraction initiative. However, I will say that it's incredibly important on that people side of the house to effectively communicate what are the opportunities available to enhance internal mobility. Because if you are hiring a boatload, which Connect RN is, check out our site, <laughs> you're missing out on really fabulous candidates who are already right in front of you and maybe ready for that next step. So Perhaps it's not in the format of a blog post, but rather taking the time to say, hey, right now we're going to be searching for an onboarding specialist. And maybe somebody from our customer success team is interested in moving into onboarding. Or perhaps somebody is interested in moving from onboarding into an account management role. And so highlighting those and then also providing recognition to your internal employees, I think are kind of two key pieces of the puzzle there. If you can 
use, and instead of having that content be like, here's all of what we're working on, which you should definitely present in, you know, whether it's an all hands format, uh, an intranet, whatever that format may be, definitely important for teams to know what's going on. But I think that presenting those opportunities is one. And then also providing that recognition in a public setting. So that way, if that person from, you know, sales team sees wow, marketing team's really crushing it on these initiatives, rather. Maybe I want to look into the opportunities on that team and see how I can fit into that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. It's about content format meeting the channel, right? And the time at which those are leveraged. But I I think it makes too much, too much sense. So going back to sort of the talent side of the equation, ConnectRN is a mission-based company. But sometimes a job applicant just wants a job. Sure. How do you measure passion and sincerity for the mission during the interviewing process? Yeah, I mean, I think that you can look around right now, regardless of where you are in the U.S., there are hundreds of thousands of open jobs. So if a candidate just wants a job, there's really no reason why they can't get a job right now, whether it be, you know, in tech to hospitality, everywhere you look, people are hiring. Now, Ultimately, what I'm finding more and more is that folks are really leaning into remote work. And I do think that's great because oftentimes by working remotely, it helps not to have to code switch and, you know, put on a certain quote unquote office presence where you might, if you were in a physical office space. However, at the same time, and our CEO is aligned with me on this, we really want to find folks who are passionate about solving the problem that ConnectRN is addressing. And so is there a tried and true way to measure passion and sincerity? No. But if I ask a question as to, you know, why are you excited about this job? What I'm not necessarily looking to hear is, oh, well, I just wanted to work remotely or, oh, you guys have great benefits. Like that's not going to highlight to me that you genuinely care about creating an amazing community of nurses and helping them because, and our CEO once said to me, the nurses don't work for us. We work for the nurses. And so that in itself has really motivated me. And I imagine the rest of our organization at this point to really have that North Star of being huge advocates for our nurses and aides. And so if someone is not presenting themselves in their interview process as an advocate for clinicians, then it's a really telltale sign that they're probably not going to be a great cultural ad and values ad to the team as a whole. I'll get you out on this question. Can you talk a little bit about the DEI committee that ConnectRN has implemented? How is it different from an ERG and how does the feedback from a committee flow to leadership and ultimately get implemented? Yeah. So I think anytime a company begins either a DEI committee or an ERG, that that flow of communication and feedback to leadership is oftentimes one of the most overlooked things. And so kind of like in terms of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you're looking to start a committee or an ERG, which by the way, are two very different things, and we'll go into that in just a second, is having an executive sponsor. And so somebody who is in your executive team 
should be regularly attending these meetings and therefore helping those voices be amplified at the executive level. And in tandem with that, also advocating for budget of financial resources to go into these committees and teams. So that's that's kind of like the communication flow. I think that in the absence of that, it's going to be very, very difficult for DEI committees and ERGs to get buy-in to make programs happen. Now, how is an ERG different from a DEI committee? DEI, for those, by the way, we probably should have shared this at the top of the hour, stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion, where ERG is standing for employee resource group. So a DEI committee is often made up of individuals, whether they are people of color or LGBTQIA plus uh, community members. And they could also be allies who are very passionate about creating a, an inclusive, diverse, and equitable workforce where an ERG is typically going to be specifically focused on a single underrepresented group. So whether that be women in tech, working parents, people of color, and you could get more granular on that too, to say like, gosh, I'm trying to think of some clever ERG names at these big tech companies, but I know like, I think a lot of them do like black at Peloton, for example, right? Or different ones, but my point being here is that ERG is typically more designed to be a psychologically safe space for underrepresented groups to get together, where I find that allies are more included in DEI committees that are supporting initiatives at the company-wide level to further the company's diversity, equity, and inclusion, inclusion rather, mission. Does that make sense? Makes a ton of sense. Cool. <laughs> I'm joined today by Allison Sproul. Allison, thank you so much for all your time and your wisdom today. Really appreciate it. Sure. Thanks so much, Brian. Appreciate you having me.